My wife and I are actually getting along a lot better than we were. That's great. Despite the fact that I joined a religion that she is disdainful of. To somebody who knows nothing about Sikhism, how would you describe it? I would just, you know, let them know that it's, uh, it's uh, just a religion of all-inclusiveness. You know, we consider all people to be children of God, basically, as it were. We're all, you know, just in this world together and mm -hmm. we need to, you know, it's, you know, the idea that if we're children of God and God wants his children to get along, you know, then, uh, then we do our best with our, you know, what rules we do follow to, you know, try and yeah. make it so that we're able to, to, to treat everyone okay. the same as one. Yeah. So, um, what, would you say that you could have, for example, a Christian Sikh or a Muslim Sikh, or would you say that they're in conflict? Um, well, just because they're different religions, mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, Sikhi is not uh, just a philosophy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you could, I mean, I want to say that Buddhism is like your philosophy and you've got a lot of Christian Buddhists and you may even have Muslim Buddhists. I don't know. But, uh, um, but as far as like, you know, Sikh goes, it's, it's not just a philosophy, so okay. yeah. it is a completely separate and different religion with some different, mm -hmm. you know, some major differences. Uh, probably one of your major differences, and I, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with Muslim as I am with Christianity, and that would be that, uh, you know, in, I do know in Christianity, for the most part, a lot of Christians profess that that you know their prophet is also god mm -hmm. and you know from the idea that you know we're all children of god sure but the fact that they tend to pray to that prophet rather than to god you know yeah. uh is probably your major difference okay um and so we uh well we refer to Guru Nanak and Guru Gobind Singh a, a lot, and we invoke their names a lot. Um, when we're praying, we are not praying to them. We're praying to the Almighty Creator of everything. Yeah. So, uh, what's your personal history with Sikhism? My personal history with Sikhism is mainly that uh, I just was having certain issues in my life and there were things about Sikh that uh, that were kind of from my past that uh, things that I learned things like meditation um, mm -hmm. uh, humility these are little things that um, are 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 a part of uh, the virtues of Sikhism that we're looking to, you know, put out there. 
And so, uh, you know, preparing yourself to be that good service person to the rest of the world, um, you know, you have to take care of yourself. And we do that with meditation, yoga, uh, you know, exercise and mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, um, but our, our uh, but my, my experience was that uh, I didn't have a religion or anything for, uh, for a good 20 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I was really needing, I was having problems with my wife and I was having problems with my life. And while I was still, you know, doing things well, I just, uh, there were things that I wished I could do better. Yeah. And when I started researching Sikhism, I, I found a lot of those things were in place within it. Um, and I didn't have to go to a lot of different places to pull it all together. It was already here. Yeah. So, and that's basically what brought me to this. Were you ever religious? You mentioned there was 20 years gap. Were you religious before that? Yes. And that's the thing is that while, uh, why Sikh religion for me is, is, was a, a thing that I could go to. It was something that I could accept in my mind and everything because I had been quite religious when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, I did go through a bunch of religions when I was younger, uh, Christianity being one of them. I was Roman Catholic for about four years and okay. I was an altar boy and I was, you know, really into the ritual of it. Um, which translated very easily to the ritualism in Sikhi. Uh, I was, uh, after I was Roman Catholic and kind of got away from that because of so much just utter hypocrisy from the congregation, as yeah. it were, you know, that I just, uh, you know, I didn't really want to align myself with that. And, uh, and so at some point in time, I became pagan. Um, and in the pagan religion, in the Wiccan religion, there is a ton of ritualism as well. Yeah. And so I just kind of moved through a lot of religions that involved quite a bit of ritualism. Yeah. And that, you know, made this be something that was, you know, good for me. Uh, I'm not saying it's good for the actual ritualism within Sikhi is good for everyone, mm -hmm. you know, and there are lots of levels of Sikhs that I've met since I became one. So yeah. from ones that, you know, cut their hair and their beards and they don't really, you know, they drink and they don't, you know, observe certain things. And then all the way up to people who are so much more than I am, <laughs> you know, and yeah, so. Um. Could you explain the symbolism behind you? The symbolism behind me? Well, the one on the left and right there, those are called the Kanda. And I have one on my neck too. Um, and it's the, uh, the sword, it's three swords, one straight up and down in the middle that's a double-edged sword. And it is divine, it describes divine, or represents divine destruction. Uh, the circle around it uh, represents divine creation. Um, in Sikhi, we believe that God is the creator and destroyer. There's no devil. 
Okay. There's nothing like that. God is everything. There's nothing that God. It, there would be nothing without God. Yeah. And so you you know you can't separate and say, oh, there's this other more this other powerful being over here who is destruction, you know, the yeah. devil, and then there's this God over here who's, you know, all good and and you know and that's it's you know I understand the people that need to to think of things like that in order for them to wrap their minds around it yeah and that's you know that's perfectly fine for them yeah uh it's something that was never good for me I never believed in that even when I was a little kid I didn't believe I always believed that you know, if God is the most powerful and created everything, then even this thing y'all call the devil is a creation of God. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and that makes it part of God. So yeah. I just, you know, always going back to God. So divine creation, divine destruction. Then the two swords underneath it uh, represent uh, Mary and Piri. Uh, the, uh, they are... Uh, the conscious and subconscious okay so and so it's conscious spirituality and subconscious spirituality and and uh so that's the kanda uh and its basic meaning is you know just the mm -hmm. everything you yeah. know it, it kind of encompasses everything then the one in the center that's actually uh the name of god it is ik ankar and it is you know just it means one creative force. Okay. So, ik is one, ankar is creative force or creative being. And that's, you know, the, it's the beginning of our Mool Mantra, which okay. is the, you know, basically the basic description of God. The name of God is ik ankar, satanam, kartapur, niravo, niraver, akalmarat. Ajani Saibang Guru Prasad. And that is, as it were, the whole of God's name. Mm -hmm. So what about the swords and the shields? The, that is, basically they just represent divine power. Okay. You know, um, uh, Sikhs, uh, where they come from um, originally in the, uh, uh, Punjab region of India and, and the uh, uh, western portion of, uh, no, excuse me, the eastern portion of Pakistan, um, they kind of were always sandwiched between both Muslims and Hindus and uh, basically um, had to protect themselves from, from uh, forced conversion yeah. on both sides. Okay. I've never heard about that from Hinduism, but I have from Islam. Well, Hinduism's, their forced conversion is a little bit different than the, you know, in Muslim, the forced conversion is convert or die. We yeah. cut your head off, you know, something like that. And, you know, I don't think all Muslims are like that. I think that there are some mm -hmm. that have an ego that gets in their way and then they want to... And you know, force this on other people. Yeah. Um, with the Hindu, it tends to be a little bit more. I think it's more like it is here in America, where they just they make laws against yeah your practices. You know. Yeah. 
Like it may be against the law for a non-Hindu to wear a turban. It, I mean, I don't think that it is, but that's an example of one of the things that they might come up with. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, there's a big thing um, where the farmers are on revolt and most of your farmers in India are Sikhs. And uh, you know, they're basically threatening to remove the minimum wage you know, with the promise that they're going to pay more. Yeah. But we all know what happens after a few years. You don't get more. <laughs> so, anyways, that's, that's kind of a, a, my opinion, at yeah. least. So, what are some uh, do's and don'ts for a Sikh? Um, well, um, Dues, the three, three pillars of Sikhi is uh, chant the name. So we just praise God, chant, chant the name, work hard, have a, have a, you know, a, a, a profession or a job or something, um, and make, make money honestly, basically an honest living. Mm -hmm. uh, and then finally, um, share some of that honest living that you make with those who are less fortunate. So those are the, those are the main dues for Sikhs. Okay. And uh, uh, really the don'ts are, don't, for better word, don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, really it's, don't, you know, don't be mean. Don't, uh, uh, you know, don't slander people. Mm -hmm. Forgive people's shortcomings, you know. Uh, accept that you know the divinity within everything mm -hmm. and uh, uh, so don't you know don't don't harm others you know don't steal don't mm -hmm. be a liar or a cheater you know probably many religions have a lot of the same virtues yeah you know even though some their idea is that those virtues are only for them you know, and only the people that are like them. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's kind of where I, I've always had this disagreeance is that, you know, if you feel that, you know, people are deserving of a certain level of being, then that should be true for all people and not just yeah. people in your religion or of your color, of your ethnicity, background group, come where, it, you know, from your tribe. Yeah. So, um, can you be a Sikh and not attend the rituals and the prayers and such? So, me being a really new Sikh, uh, you know, I can answer this question kind of in the fact that uh, I, I did Sikh stuff for almost a year before I ever came to a Gurdwara. Um, and so, I mean, I learned to tie the turban before I ever had a turban, really. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, I mean, I just... Sikhi is one of those things where, you know, you're not converted, so... Uh, you know, you, you have to come to it. Yeah. And so how you go about coming to it is, is going to be on you. And if that's... You do it by yourself for a while at least, mm -hmm. you know, 
uh, maybe you'll always do it by yourself. Um, I didn't find any Sikhs in Fayetteville when I first started being a Sikh, and uh, I didn't come across, you know, until I started searching for a Gudwara, uh, you know, I didn't even know that there was one near me. Yeah. You know, and I still, you know, I drive 30 minutes to come here, and it's, <laughs> which is not a big deal. I love <laughs> the drive is fine too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I did it by myself at first, you know, I just used Google and I would, you know, yeah. look up what to do and how to do it. And, yeah. And I did a lot of stuff. I found a lot of stuff in English and was able to read it and understand what I was doing because mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, take part in something that I had no idea what I was saying or doing, yeah. even in someone else's language. Uh, but I always enjoyed the chanting and everything. Um, I mean, I grew up listening to opera and many, most of the operas I listened to were in a language I didn't understand, Italian or mm -hmm. German or, you know, and, but I still really enjoyed the music and the singing and the, everything about it. So that's, uh, I, I guess my answer would be, yes, you can uh, do it by yourself, but uh, I had mentioned before that when you do it by yourself, you have to bring 100% of the energy you know, yeah. and so it can make it a little bit easier when you get together with a group of people who have similar thinking and then we all work together to do the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Then you don't have to bring 100% of the energy because each person brings some of the energy and then that together bring, brings about the whole. Yeah. How did you discover this? I know a lot of people... Uh, don't even know this is a thing. And a lot of people confuse it with Islam too, I've noticed. Yes, yes, a lot of people do. In fact, I've been called quite a few different things uh, since I became a Sikh. The most number one thing is people say, oh, you look like a terrorist. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. well, that's, <laughs> that's really nice of you. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, my answer is often, what? I look like Timothy McVeigh? <laughs> which no they do <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but you know that's just a, a western misconception and part yeah. of one of the reasons why I actually adopted wearing the turban was a part of my wanting to as a you know an American person um, show other Americans that just because someone wears a turban doesn't mean this stereotype that we have decided upon yeah you know and that you know that that's one of those things that needs to be gotten rid of you mm -hmm. know it's, it's along with a lot of our uh bigotries that yeah. we we hold you know yeah and i'm not saying that i'm the best <laughs> but you yeah know, i try yeah. I try to recognize when that happens and when I'm wrong and yeah. admit to myself at least and to others if I have to mm -hmm. that I'm wrong and that yeah. I needed to, you know, not think in that way. Yeah. I think it really helps if you can admit that to others because 
even if you admit to yourself, you know, that, that's not going to be as much accountability as if you tell someone else. Right. It's part of the whole coming to the to the Gurdwara is, you know, being around people that you can kind of, they can kind of hold you accountable. You know, you yeah. put yourself in that position to be held accountable. And, uh, you know, being held accountable is not a bad thing. <laughs> it's pretty important, in fact. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I work in a business where if I don't hold my employees accountable for their, for what they do, then uh, the business goes downhill. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so, what introduced you to this, to Sikhism? Oh, right. What introduced me to Sikh? Well, um, mainly, I just, uh, I, I had an issue with, uh, with cutting my hair, basically. Um, not my hair so much as my beard. And I work in food service, and so it's kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, although I did discover that there are workarounds. You can get beard nets that cover this really perfectly, so mm. it's not really an issue, and, and there's accommodations. So, uh, uh, but uh, I did have issue initially with my beard um, and work, and uh, my coming to Siki was not as much that I didn't want to cut my beard as much as I couldn't cut yeah. my beard. And I just had this thing in my heart that wouldn't let me. And I didn't know what that was. And so I, uh, I, I questioned, you know, I, in fact, I went straight to Google and questioned why I couldn't cut my beard. First thing that popped up was Sikhs don't cut their beard. And I went, oh, interesting. That started me down the role of okay. researching Sikh yeah. and everything about them. And every, the more I read, the more th points that I came across would tick off. Wow, I believe that. Wow, mm -hmm. I believe that all my life. Wow, we did that when I was a kid kind yeah. of thing, you know? And uh, so it, it, it really, opened me up and, and the fact that I had not been religious and wasn't really looking for a religion when I discovered this, yeah, uh, it, it really, really touched me and pulled me in. Yeah. And so all of it again has been, you know, completely voluntary and I've 100% have, you know, delved into this mm -hmm. through my own learning, my own you know, I actually really started coming to the Gurdwara in order to get more personalized learning and to seek out a guru to help teach me to be more this way uh, and uh, to hang out with people who are this way. Yeah. And uh, also to get some, Th this was the easiest way for me to get some kind of full immersion into, you know, the language of the the religion. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, at, you know, I aspire at some point in time to be able to converse with my Punjabi friends in Punjabi uh, and maybe one day even read the Gurmukh script. But I'm a far way off on those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the language takes a lot. I wasn't even good at learning Spanish, and it's... 
So you bounced around, bounced around between a few different religions. Do you I think did. this is going to be your final resting place? Most likely. Most likely. Well, I mean, I'm 50 years old, so. <laughs> uh, and I spent 20 years without a religion. Yeah. So, I mean, if I were to leave this one, which I don't think I, you know, I don't foresee that it, as being a thing. Um, You know, it would, I've in, in many years haven't found anything else. Yeah. You know, and so at, at worst, it would be my own idea of Sikhi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would, would be what I would end up in if, if you know, I wasn't 100% into this, which I'm I mean, pretty 100%. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> so, um, could you explain the reason behind the, uh, you know, natural growing your your hair and your facial hair and covering your head? Well, uh, f from my learning, from what I, my research that I've done before I became, you know, fully became Sikh and started, you know, practicing this, if you think about it, a lot of religions are born out of uh, political strife. Yeah. You know, and often it's, you know, the, it's either the state religion has become corrupt or the previous religion has become corrupt. Yeah. And the new religion that comes about is basically trying to, you know, get back to, mm -hmm. to it being about God and less about control. Yeah. Like in the Muslim religion, they pray in a certain direction. They pray towards Mecca, because that's supposed to be where God is. Mm -hmm. And Guru Anak, he disagreed that God was only in Mecca. You know, if God created everything, and he made the statement to one of the quasis that was mad at him for sitting with his feet pointing to Mecca instead of his head, uh, you know, he said to the quasi, he says, show me a direction that God isn't. You can't. Mm -hmm. If God creates everything and God is everywhere, then there is no direction that God isn't. And so it is illogical that you would have to only face a certain direction to pray to God. Yeah. Uh... You know, um, let's see, uh, in both the Muslim and the Hindus, only certain people were allowed to wear turbans. Uh, and turbans were representative of crowns. Um, in fact, many uh, countries have had, you know, their king has been crowned via turban. And so that's, you know, one of those things where it's, you know, it's exalt. It exalts you, yeah. and so for Sikhs, it's it's saying that no one is higher than anyone else. There is no king of men. Yeah, as it were, you know, we're all equal in the eyes of God, and so that's basically the the reason for the for the turban. Um, you know. Uh, I can't remember whether it was Muslim or Hindu, but either one or both of them 
they shave the head of the child on the first birthday, I think, and uh, Guru Nanak was, yeah. and I can't remember if it was specifically girls, maybe, or maybe it was specifically boys. The hair is not bad. It was given to us by God. Yeah. You know, it, it, so, uh, so that was one of the things that he, um, he thought was, you know, it was, a, it was one of those bad ideas, you know, and it, I think it was a way of separating people. The uh, Sikhs early on, Nanak, uh, he, um, he was against the Hindu caste system. He said, no, there's no caste. Mm -hmm. there, humans are not born in caste. We're all equal. Yeah. And so this caste system is rejected. And, you know, I, I, a lot has to do with the systems that were in place at the time mm -hmm. to separate and marginalize people, both men and women. And, and, uh, and so he just... You know, he started saying, no, that's, again, that all this is is a separation and control and a way to, to put down on your brother, mm -hmm. you know, and so we're, we're not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. What does your family think of you being a Sikh? Well, um, my kids really haven't had a problem, the ones that know at least. Um, I have one kid that I don't know if he knows. He's... Uh, that I'm a Sikh, but uh, I do know that I have three kids that do know I'm a Sikh and none of them have had a problem with it at all that I know of. My wife is a little bit more reserved. Um, she, she grew up as a missionary uh, and watched her father just not do so good for her family. Um, Mm -hmm. as a preacher and so she has a dim view of religion um yeah altogether any religion it doesn't matter yeah. what it is so she uh she has a dim view of it and you know and I, again uh, i haven't asked any of my family to become sikhs at all you know they can do whatever they want this yeah. is personally for me yeah you know, to be right in my own head and live a good life. And mm -hmm. one of the things that, one of the aspects of Sikhi is that the, the world around us is called Maya and it's an illusion. It's something to take your mind off of God. You know, uh, that when you leave this place, you can't take anything with you. Mm -hmm. um, and at best your experiences, you know? Um, so the idea that when you do go to leave this place, um, if your focus is on this place, then you're just, you're dooming yourself basically on a spiritually energetic level to have to return and repeat all the mistakes and all the, everything that this yeah. life has for us. and. You know, the idea is that when you do leave this place, you shouldn't be thinking about, oh, what am I leaving behind? Or who have mm -hmm. I not done something for? Or what was my favorite ice cream? You know, these shouldn't be the things that are on your mind when you're leaving this place to go to God. Yeah. You know, it should be, basically, it should be a focus on that journey and, and, and becoming one with God. Okay. And uh, that's, you know, that's kind of 
my opinion basically mm -hmm. of of where we stand as Sikhs you know what 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 our our focus should be on is you know not worrying about what you did or didn't do here in this life or mm -hmm. what you had or didn't have you know because again it's all illusion this is just uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, I've described it um, prior to being a Sikh I described this world as being just a virtual reality game and our brains our minds are really just the uh, the equipment that our spirits use to vi to experience the game yeah so if you were you know to put on a VR helmet and play some game that's kind of what our spirits are doing with our bodies our body is the VR helmet and and the spirit puts it on and plays the little world game and then when you take it off again and die, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, you either are, were so into the game that you, you, you got to get back in it. Or when you're done with the game, you're ready to be home again. So, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. So, uh, if you, if you're ready to move on, what happens? Well, as far as Sikhs believe, you know, uh, and of course you don't, you're not fully knowing that you're ready to move on until you've moved on. <laughs> Basically the way Sikhs believe in as far as heaven goes, as you know, as it were, it's not really, I mean, we describe it as the true congregation, the congregation of the holy where we sit around mm -hmm. and play music and you know sit around with God and listen to music and and all be servants to each other and mm -hmm. kind of like what we're doing right now <laughs> but uh, but it's more on an energetic level yeah you know, less on a physical level um, and uh, so yeah see yeah the way Sikhs believe believe in reincarnation and that if you're still tied to this place, you'll come back and you'll do it all over again. And you may not reincarnate immediately as a human. You've gone through, you know, the belief is that you've gone through many reincarnations to get to the human body and that the human body is your chance to get back to God. Yeah. And if you fail in that, then you've got to be reincarnated, live however many lives. I mean, you might have lived eons as a stone before, you know, you became a grasshopper and a butterfly and a bird and a, you know mm -hmm. as the energy moves through you know the yeah. different things and eventually you become human and then you get to take that energy and reunite with god mm -hmm. and so at that point in time the thought is that your spirit energy is reunited with god in ecstasy and bliss and you don't come back here again so the the description is that you don't have the messenger the messenger of death does not come knocking on your door that last time yeah even though technically you die when you leave here but it's not the messenger of death whom you greet and put you back in the cycle you get to to 
skip that. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's just what I was explaining was if you're, you know, I, I learned, I'm a massage therapist as well. And I learned in anatomy and physiology and not even just for massage, but all anatomy and physiology for like doctors and, you know, nurses and stuff that the energy follows thought. Repeated actions cause energy to, you know, that it's your repeated actions. So I learned this even uh, in when I was in martial arts, mm -hmm. you know, you have to do your, we call them fit-ins, you know, you have to do your practices. You have to keep doing these similar motions over and over and over again to perfect the motion. And that's kind of what we do in Sikhi is we perform these good actions over and over again. And that energy of the good actions being performed over and over again is develops us to be a good action that yeah. happens. And that's uh, what gets you to God. God's looking for the good action. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes that, you know, doing it over and over again to, to make it work. And, you know, I saw, like I said, I saw this in, in anatomy and physiology. I saw this in martial arts that, you know, just the, the energy it, to learn to walk, to mm -hmm. learn to move your hands and arms, you know, you have to develop pathways and it's your thought of moving the arm that develops the pathway that causes the you know the movement so yeah. eventually it's just this energy follows thought so you make the thoughts that energy follows that so again back to if your thoughts are on what have you not done what have you lost what have you you know what are you leaving behind kind of stuff then you kind of get stuck here mm -hmm. and otherwise you know you, you get to move on yeah how has this changed your personal life well um i can say that in the last two years uh that um well one of the things that was not going well for me was me and my wife we were uh, i was i i have always since I was a child had a problem with wrath and having anger issues and being uh, I uh, used to easily fly off the handle and part of that was because of repeated actions of flying off the handle yeah you know and so the meditation um, and stuff that I started doing uh, which you know I had it I had meditation before see but I just wasn't using it you know, and I couldn't get myself to get into it. And uh, it's built into the Sikh religion. So it kind of helped me when I started doing the, the morning prayers and, and the morning, it's really more morning meditations. Yeah. And that actually started, I started noticing after a few months that, that my wrath was less. And I'm able to control it when I do when it happened, I don't just fly off the handle. I, I can, I can marginalize it or I can, you know, uh, at least, uh, wrap my head around why it's there mm -hmm. and then not react to it in the same way. So that was one of the big things personally for me, 
um, which has had the effect that my wife and I are actually getting along a lot better than we were. That's great. Despite the fact that I joined a religion that she is disdainful of. Yeah. So, but she has even been able to see that it, the effect on me has been a positive one for our relationship at least. Yeah, that's great. It's good to hear. Yeah. Um, anything that you think that other people should know about Sikhism or Sikhs? Uh, yeah, I mean, really the main thing that I think people should know about Sikhs is that for the most part, and I'm not going to say that everyone is exactly the same, mm -hmm. and that there are instances of bad decisions by Sikhs. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the fact that Sikhs will tell you straight out that we are humans first, and then we're Sikhs. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we, one, of, one of the things we say in our, our, our das is, Mafkarni uh, to uh, uh, to forgive the shortcomings of others, to, mm. and to forgive you know, and and to forgive uh, mistakes, you know. So not only ones forgive yourself for mistakes that you make, and forgive others for yeah. mistakes that they make. Uh, so that's part of the humanism of it, I think. Um, mm. And I would say that, uh, you know, ultimately Sikhs are, as a group, just um, really humane people that are uh, they may have a, uh, you know, here in America, they have the fact that they wear turbans gives them a certain stigma yeah. that uh, I, I think that they shouldn't have. Yeah. But there's not much that can be done about that as far as, you know, just uh, the stigma itself, but other than people just meeting Sikhs and finding out that, you know, just because a person wears a turban doesn't mean that they're, you know, a bad person mm -hmm. that, or they have thoughts or ideas that are different than, uh, you know, the rest of the world. They're yeah. not really, they're still, they're very you know, about the oneness. Um, yeah. So the main thing, you know, I would want people to know is that if they ever need help, Sikhs are some of the first person that they should seek out. <laughs> uh, I read about it, you know, in India a lot, that uh, if you want to know that things are going to be safe, you get a Sikh driver. You, you make sure that the manager of the restaurant you're eating at is a Sikh, you know, you, yeah. the hotel is, employs Sikhs, you know, and that's just because they're typically, they, they are not trying to get ahead in the world on you. Yeah. So that makes them, you know, trustworthy, mm -hmm. basically, you know, and again, every individual is is who they are and yeah. so if they're an untrustworthy person overall then it is what it is yeah, but absolutely you know i i always like to take everything on a on an individual basis mm -hmm. yeah a religion can't 
can't fix you. No, 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 not at all. It's like the old adage that you get martial arts to have self-discipline. And that's not true. If you had self-discipline when you became a martial artist, then you'll probably be a really good one. Yeah. But it's not going to teach you self-discipline and it may just turn you into a mean person. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate you talking with me. Sure. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.